If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is Dream Power Radio, the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. Hello, 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 and welcome to Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men in Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. I'm your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman, the Dream Coach. This is the show where we talk about dreams, both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can use them to make the internal shift to a life you love. Well, we've made it to Halloween week, and it would be an understatement to say that Halloween 2020 will be like no other we've ever experienced. Trick-or-treatings had to be altered in new and inventive ways. Bobbing for apples is a definite no-no, and quite frankly, doing scary things doesn't sound all that fun to me when there were real spooky things surrounding us all day long. But... Pandemic or not, Halloween is the week when we pay special attention to the ghosts around us. Mexico even devotes a special day to it, Dia de los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead. That's the holiday where families get together to honor their departed loved ones. And if you've seen the movie Coco, you have some understanding of what that's about. But it does raise a question. Can we communicate with those on the other side? Well, as a dreamer, I say yes. And to dive into this further, I can't think of anyone who could answer that question better than psychic therapist and spiritual mentor, Vincent Jenna. Vincent is a world-renowned psychic healer and teacher who believes that receiving messages from the other side can help us improve our present lives. And I'm so happy to bring him back to Dream Power Radio. Welcome, Vincent. Hey, Debbie, it's so great to be here. Thank you for inviting me back. Oh, it's wonderful. Well, Vincent, tell me, is it true? Can we communicate with the dead? We have a hard enough time communicating with the living. You know what I mean, (laughs) Debbie? You know, it's in one ear, out the other. They don't hear us or whatever. However, our deceased loved ones have their ears wide open for us, waiting to invoke them either through calling them or through issues that we're having. But the answer to that question simply is absolutely we can communicate with them and probably better with them than the living. <laughs> there could, something might be true about that, that is, that is for sure. Well, unfortunately, death has been around us all year with this pandemic um, and it's been made crueler because so many people have been physically unable to say goodbye to close family members they've lost from this horrible disease. So I wonder, have you been approached by people who've lost loved ones from the pandemic about communicating with their departeds? Absolutely, many of them. And it's it's really so sad because they don't feel closure. They, 
They feel so bad that their deceased loved one had to die alone. And, and Elizabeth Kugler-Ross was a psychologist years ago. She's recently deceased. And she pioneered the understanding of death, dying, and bereavement for not only our uh, culture, but also over through the whole world. They use her understanding. And her major, her major research was all about what are our greatest fears about dying? And the number one fear that she came to understand is dying alone. And so this pandemic and what it's caused, it's caused people to have to live and die through their number one fear of being alone while they were dying. So that is a, 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 a complicates the dying process even more so because it was so painful emotionally for them. I mean, it's hard enough under normal circumstances to be dealing with it. Right. Yeah. So, so tell me, um, when you do have a communication, is it for not only the, the living family members to get closure, but does the dying person get closure also? Oh, the dying person gets healing. Debbie, I mean, we were told about 2020 years ago that the kingdom of God or heaven is not a place. Don't look for it to be a place that resides within us. So that means that you can make heaven here in the living physical world, or you can make heaven there in the spiritual realm, or you can make hell in both places. And when they cross over, it isn't what you hear, this hunky-dory, everybody's at peace now and floating on clouds with little wings, you know, and they're looking down at us saying, it's okay, they'll get it. They have to evolve to that, Debbie. So there's a lot of work on the other side. And so just think about this for a moment. You're a mother, you're a father, you're a husband, you're a wife, you're a brother, sister, whoever you are, and you pass. Now, all of a sudden, you see the big picture. There's nothing filtering that out. You see the big picture. And the first thing you do after you acclimate that you are no longer in a body and you're on the other side is, oh my gosh, what did I do down there? Holy moly. And, and all of that comes back to you and they feel bad. You, can't, you keep your feelings with you. Now, the difference between here and there is over here, you're fortunate and blessed if you have a support network. Over there, it's nothing but a support network. So you've got your angels, you've got other deceased loved ones who are with you, you've got the God source, you've got ascended masters all telling you it's okay. It's okay that maybe you made a lower choice. It's okay that maybe you didn't say I love you enough. It's okay that maybe you were emotionally or, or abusive in any way. It's okay. Over here, you can make up for that as long as you learn that those are lower choices. So you've got complete support over there, but don't kid yourself. You feel bad over there just the same as you feel bad here. I have so many spirits that come to me when I'm doing events to apologize to their living loved ones and, and tell them, I'm, I'm so sorry I wasn't who I was meant to be for you. I'm so sorry I abused you or hurt you. Please forgive me, forgive yourself. So they're doing everything they can, not just to find closure for themselves, 
but to help heal the living at the same time. And when they see that occur, they become more at peace, which allows them to evolve even more so. But we have a lot of misunderstandings as to what it really is on the other side, Debbie. Oh, well, I'm sure I'm sure that is the case. So I'm wondering if uh, there is somebody who has departed and, and they do have these feelings like they want to apologize to their family members who are still living. How do they send those messages? Well, if they could get through on Skype, that would work. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> they they come around and it's it's a lot of attention grabbing type of thing, because it totally depends upon the person down here, their belief systems, their filtration systems. We all have the ability to, number one, be psychic because we're intuitive and that's the same thing, and to be mediums because we do see deceased. We do get those visions at the corner of our eyes or the feeling that somebody that we know is in front of us or touching us, or we start remembering them out of the clear blue and feel their energy, but we immediately start chalking that off as a defense mechanism because it's, it's the unknown for us and we're fearful of that. So the more we open up and open up the channel in our hearts, we can hear the deceased loved ones. So some of the typical things in, in, in communicating, the easy ones are memories. As soon as a deceased loved one is around you, you may be busy doing something, cooking, watching television, and all of a sudden you get a flashback of a nice memory of that deceased loved one. Well, that's because that loved one could be right there. Um, another thing, a famous song between the two of you pops up. That happens a lot. They're able to really uh, manipulate energy and electronics a lot. And so timing is everything. All of a sudden, this song comes up. You start thinking about them because they're there. Um, also, other typical ways. We hear all about so many butterflies, cardinals, you know, and birds being around, even dragonflies, people have, have um, if you, if the living believe that that's a sign, then it's easy for the deceased to use that and to bring that around. But they will do everything they can to come and whisper in our ears. Even if we don't see the signs, they are there. They are saying, I'm sorry. But again, Debbie, it completely depends upon in your living state are you willing to open up your heart, clear out that closet of negatives so you can now hear and accept your loved one? And you will if you can do the internal work to do that. Mm. Well, yeah, before, just want to get back to what you were saying about, you know, people having, you know, seeing things like hearing songs or seeing different objects and everything. And it's, it's uh, you know, the synchronicities that, if they're open to, they will they will see them or hear them or feel them and and have that connection to that loved one that that will will keep them going. Yeah. Absolutely. Synchronicities. That's an excellent point. <clears throat> and if you put them together, you'll see that those pieces fall together, especially if they're sequential and like during the day. Oh, you happen upon, you're cleaning out your, your, your sock drawer and you happen upon an old card that you received from the deceased loved one. Okay, so maybe people will chalk that off as a coincidence. But then all of a sudden you go inside and on the radio is playing the song 
of that person. Okay, so now you had a card, now you find a song, and then all of a sudden you get a phone call and maybe it's from a relative who turns around and say, you know who I was thinking about today? I was thinking about mom today. And you're like, oh wow, I can't believe you said that. I found a card, heard her song, now you're telling me about mom. Those are synchronicities. Mm -hmm. And if you just put them together, you'll realize that she's making or he's making communication with you. And you just have to acknowledge it and it becomes louder. That's true. And, and I'm wondering, you know, you know, like we, we write wills. So we you give you know, things to our descendants. And I'm wondering if maybe we should all write, uh, I don't know, synchronicity wills or something so that, you know, we can tell our when we're alive, we can tell our, our loved ones. Well, you know, when I depart, you know, these are the things you should think of or and not you'll know I'm thinking of you or things like that. Oh, absolutely. You know, the first person to do that. Debbie, if you can recall history, Harry Houdini. Mm. Okay. He was one of the first that told his wife because he researched all of this when his mother died. He was so close to his mother. He went from medium to medium and the physical mediums back in those days. And there were a lot of charlatans, you know, with the tambourine banging and the, and the faces appearing and the lights flickering. That's physical mediumship. And that's what was famous back then. And so he went from one to another, and most of them were all charlatans. But he did believe that there was an afterlife and you can communicate. So he told his wife, here is the secret word. And if you ever hear the secret word from the medium, then you know I'm there. And of course, then he died. And what did his wife do? His wife went around from medium to medium, but unfortunately, nobody could ever find that word. So she never got that validation that he was really there. But yes, there you go. You can try that, certainly leave that around, but then it's determined as to the ability of the medium. And unfortunately, what everybody in the living has to understand, a spirit cannot put anything into the brain of the medium. They can only take out what's already in there. So in other words, whatever the medium's experiences are, whatever the knowledge the medium has, whatever is inside his or her brain, that's the energy and the tools that spirits on the other side manipulate to get out. For example, I had a, um, a father and a daughter come to me because they wanted to communicate with the son and the brother, okay? And so I felt him, I described him to a T, described him, and yes, yes, that's exactly what he looked like. Yes, he had that scar. Yes, he had that tattoo, okay? I described even the, that he loved motorcycles and he drove motorcycles. Yes, 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 I described how he died. But they were looking for the title of a famous song for them that they the whole family used to listen to all the time and even play guitars too. They were waiting for me to come out with that song. And then they asked me for it when I came out with everything else, that wasn't enough for them. They wanted that one identifying, you know, phrase or song title, right? And so they asked me, you got to tell me, you know, then we really believe it's him. It's a, it's a song that we all loved and liked. Can you tell us what that is? And I'm racking my brain. And, I'm, and the spirit on the other side is racking himself and his brain in order to try to feed it to me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I, I can't get it. I said, what is it? And they named a song by Grateful Dead, the group. 
I was listening to Barry Manilow. I was a top 40s person, not a rock of Grateful Dead. I never liked, I didn't know even one of their songs, unless maybe I heard it. And they wanted me to come out with a title of a Grateful Dead song. I'm sorry, can't do it. It's not in here. They're not going to be able to bring it out. But everything else I brought out. So it's very funny. We have to be careful with those synchronistic wills, like you say, because the media may not be able to turn around and say, you know, a Bobby Soxer from the 50s who loved Elvis's, you know, song if they never heard them before. You know what I mean? Right. But on the other hand, if they were maybe more open themselves, perhaps they would be hearing that song all over the place. Yes. If they were definitely open, they would be because that spirit would be playing it all the time. But unfortunately, even though grief is a normal human emotion, it actually shuts the channel. We only have one channel, Debbie, so for everybody to understand. We only have one channel, that channel is in our hearts. That's where it resides. That's why we feel pain there, we feel heartache, we feel joy, we feel love, all right here in the heart, it's amazing. That's why there are institutions now like heart math. Heart math has developed an understanding that they believe that the heart has its own mind even because we can communicate without words through our heart to other people. If there's any blocks in there, if there's anything that's negative, the channel in the heart closes. Everything positive and loving causes it to open. So if we can think of our deceased loved ones with joy of them having been in our lives and knowing that their life is still continuing, that channel opens. Now all of a sudden you can hear them. I have so many clients who have done that. They let go of grief and now they feel their sons, their daughters, their lovers, their partners around them all the time, even more than when they were physically alive. They get the messages, they feel their embrace. So it's even more than just little messages here or there, they can actually feel them alive because energy never dies and we can feel energy, whether it's in this dimension or another dimension. So grief tends to close that down, yet we understand it and it's normal. So we try to help. I used to be a grief counselor with hospice. I was a hospice social worker. And so I helped to counsel those. And as they, they were healing from that grief, which is normal, they were able to open up more. So that's what they need to do in order to be able to, to heal. Everybody can hear that. Everybody. Well, we're going to talk more about this, but we have to take a short break now. We are speaking with psychic healer Vincent Jenna, and we'll be right back. Everybody has a dark side. What lies within yours? Join Darkwood Tarot author and head witch in charge, Sasha Graham, for a very special virtual tarot masterclass, Illuminating the Shadow. This live, full-day experiential workshop will guide you to break out of your tarot comfort zone and harness the latent power that resides within your innermost self. Register now to experience all the fun and wisdom. Go to tarapalooza.com. That's dot com. Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. Yes, welcome back to Dream Power Radio. I'm your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman, and we're speaking about communicating with our departed loved ones with Vincent Jenna. Well, Vincent, uh, like you said, you have people come to you to help them 
have some closure with uh, people they have lost. So can you walk me through like what happens when somebody comes to you and says, you know, I want to get some message from my my father who's passed away? Well, one of the first things I do is explain my process and my beliefs because they we want to be in the same ball field when we're doing this work. So they may have a preconceived idea on how it's going to work. Unfortunately, yes, there are well-known medium television shows, but what a lot of people don't understand is that's not how it works in real life. Those shows are produced. And so they sit in the editing room and edit out all the stuff they don't want to hear. So now your people that are watching the TV show are getting the idea that, you know, the way one medium does it on TV is the way the other mediums are going to do it. And that things are going to come to them, one, two, three, like that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Chances are you're going to say no to a couple of things that I'm getting because I still have to be able to interpret it. It's a three-way channel between you, me, and them. So I explain the process. And I explained to them that it's not like that. It's not like chatting on iPhone and getting direct messages from them. It's not. I tell them that they use what's in my head. And then between us, we're trying to interpret what just came to me. Could be symbols. It could be literal or figurative in some way. So I set that precedent first and clear the playing field, shall we say, so that they have no preconceived ideas, at least. Then my process is centering myself, centering myself and opening up, truly opening up my inner hearing. And usually what happens when a client comes to me, even before they're in front of me, I could be receiving some messages from deceased loved ones. Right. So and this happens many times. So they're sitting in front of me and they say, we would like to connect. And I say, stop. You want to connect to your brother? Is that it? Oh, yes. How did you know? Well, he was been talking to me before you even got here. So we can get right into it then. So that happens a lot for me. Um, especially if I'm doing gallery readings at an event for a whole bunch of people, those spirits already know who's going to be in the audience because they see the past, present, and future on the other side there. We don't because we're, look, we have limitations here in this physical world purposely. So they know who's going to be at my event before I even know and before they even know. So they are here and they line up. So then I center myself to hear and see who is there first? Now, each medium has their own specialized ability, whether it is clear, clairvoyance, where they know and see something, clear audio, where they hear, clear sensing, where they can smell or feel. So there's all different clairs. Well, like the hair color, I'm Claire all. Okay, so I can do that because I've been doing this for 37 years. So I've been trying to perfect or open up even more of my senses to make it easier for me to receive. So I, I sit there and it really is all about intention. Your thoughts focus your energy. So good thoughts focus it in a positive way. 
negative thoughts, focus your energy in a negative way. That's why it's so important to think correctly. So the moment I set my intention to communicate with a spirit that's going to help this person sitting in front of me, that starts sending out the wave. So if they don't have anybody intentional they want to talk with, I send out a general wave, okay? If they do have somebody, like you just asked, I specifically call upon, can the father of this client please come to me? And usually they're right there. And let me hear what's going to be in the best and highest interest of your daughter sitting in front of me. And I thank you for sharing with me. It's a, it's, I feel it to be such a blessing and an honor that a spirit would even use me to communicate with their deceased loved one. I get a lot of, well, I have never had a spirit walk away from me because they didn't want to communicate through me. Matter of fact, they usually thank me for that, which is unnecessary, but that's my process. And then whatever comes to me, Debbie, I don't care if it, I think it's the most ridiculous thing. I keep my own judgment out of it. And it could be something small, it could be something big, but I believe that whatever I receive is something that's going to be important to this person in front of me. Even if they themselves can't remember something I'm saying, I said, nope, I'm sorry. Spirit and medium, always right. The person sitting in front of me, always wrong. So if you're not remembering it, it's not because I'm not getting the right information, it's because you're gonna be finding out something about that later on. And inevitably, they always do. They write me back. They call me, leave a message. You're not going to believe this. I got home and what you said that I didn't remember. I talked to my sister about She said, absolutely, that's true. Oh, my gosh. And it makes the reading even more valid. But that's my process. And it's, it's, it, I don't take it for granted. Um, I see it definitely as a special, holy ability because I'm working with somebody else's, not just their mental state, but their soul state of mind. So, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, always I use the term departed loved ones. Uh, do you ever get people who want to communicate with departed hated ones? Well, yeah, that's the funny thing. Okay. The answer to that question, no. A matter of fact, if I bring in somebody that they hate, they say specifically, I don't want to talk or hear from that spirit. And, I'm, and so if they come to me, I have to honor that they're coming to me for a reason. And maybe for your human conscious mind, you're having a hard time, but your soul and unconscious mind wants this communication. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here. So I always, you know, explain to them, wait, just understand something. They've changed on the other side. They did not take the same personality. And you obviously are harboring something that is still hurting you in the living about this person. Let's see if we can make a link here and heal that in any way. What do you say? What do you say? You want to go with it? And it really, I've never said anybody say, no, send them away. They've all said, okay. And they start out with the and they end and leave with, I'm so glad we did this. I can finally release that now. You know, it really does take something as simple in the living or in the deceased. I'm sorry I hurt you. 
I truly am sorry that I caused that to you. Now, I know that doesn't change any of your experience, but maybe in some way it'll relieve something from your heart to know I was wrong and you were not. That does something, Debbie, to us, you know? As a matter of fact, that's all we want to hear. We want to hear a simple apology. We want to hear that, that the other person wasn't wrong, that you might have made lower choices, you know? And it goes so far in healing, it's unbelievable. Mm. And, you know, it goes back to what you said right at the beginning, where when people cross over, uh, they may come to those realizations after the fact. And it's their, this is their chance to, in effect, make amends. It is. And I know there is an attitude of, oh, sure, now you want to apologize because now you feel bad. What, what is God threatening to send you to hell unless you apologize? You know, you get that attitude, too. But when it's heartfelt, and that's the one thing that I feel very blessed about, I'm able to bring that spirit in so strong that it's almost as if they're alive again because my clients sitting in front of me feel them. So therefore, when they're making the apology, there's no more of those defense mechanisms shielding them out. They feel that the apology is true and real. And that is the healing part. That is the healing part. Well, Vincent, I have so many more questions, but we're just about out of time. I just have one final question. How can people find out more about you and your work? If they go to my website at vincentjenna.com, and that's with the G-E-N-N-A, that's going to link them everywhere else. My Facebook page, my Unity Online radio show that I do on Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. All the events that I'm doing, my classes, online classes, my live events. So go to my um, web. Wonderful. Well, Vincent, thank you so much for being on Dream Power Radio today. We've been speaking with psychic therapist Vincent Jenna. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Until next time, this is Debbie Specter Weissman saying sweet dreams, everybody. You've been listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. For more information on Debbie or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.